Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adewumi again. I'm, I, in the last broadcast, I was talking about the rest of God. And we have three forms of rest that well, the Lord was describing to us in the Bible. When he prophesied in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he was talking about the millennial rest. When he said the Lord rested on the seventh day, a prophesying of the millennial rest of Christ. The second rest, he told the Hebrews, he was taking them out of Egypt, taking them to a Canaan land. And when the when many when the multitude of them disobeyed, he said they would not enter into his rest. That promise that they would not enter into that rest was meaning that Canaan land would be a form of rest for them out of the wilderness journey. But the those who that that died in the wilderness they didn't enter that rest. That was a rest that was mentioned. The the third part of the third form of rest is what Christ talking about. When he called us in Matthew chapter 11 verse 20, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Christ wanted to give us rest. And he said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in earth, and you shall have rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my body is light. So the rest unto our soul is the one that we call the victorious Christian lifestyle. When you have that victorious living in Christ Jesus, you we are to ex we are expected to exercise dominion over all things upon the earth because that is what God had in mind when He created man in the first place. He gave the first He gave man the, the charge to subdue the earth and have dominion over the fowls of the air, over the fishes of the sea, over the beasts of the field, over all things that move upon the earth, over every keeping of all the earth. That includes elements. And I was giving the testimony in the last broadcast of how the Lord has controlled elements through even the little me here when we commanded that there be no snow and it was so because God said we have dominion and this is to the glory of the Lord not for bragging about ourselves we are glorifying the Lord God that he, answer, he actually answered prayers isn't that amazing? isn't that glorious to say that God really answered prayers of little boys like us eh? God answered prayers, yes, He did answer our prayers. And that is why we have confidence that what He said in the Bible is true. He has given us dominion over all things. Psalm 8 gave us this template. Say, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Say, What is man that mindful of him? God, we say, What is man that He has even thinking of us, human beings? And then He gave us dominion over all the things that He has created upon this earth. All the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the and everything that moved upon is it. And now those are actually not just the physical animals, they are also representative of the spiritual beings on this planet Earth. The fowls of the air represent demons, spirits, and so on. And so God gave us authority over them to control anything on this planet Earth that could affect this planet. That is why we have that dominion. Then the same thing with elements, rain, snows storm everything that is even the sea and the water the all these uh, hurricane things that are taking place we have authority if only believers we take charge of course 
when you are going to control them, you must be under obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Holy Ghost also. Because he said, when our own obedience is fulfilled, then God will be in readiness to avenge every disobedience. Because what will make this hurricane not to obey us, if we are not obeying the Lord. So very important that he has given this right to us as sins of the Most High God, that are in his image, in his likeness, we are the children of God. And only through Jesus Christ do you become a son of God, a child of God. And I invite you that you come out and become a believer in Christ Jesus also. And you will be able to have just victorious living in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let me give you some more Bible verses of how we can live victoriously and have dominion and exercise that dominion. We already have the dominion. It's just that many of us are not exercising our dominion over things. So we let things just affect us unnecessarily. Another example, let me give another testimony. These are testimonies of what the Lord is doing in our time, in your time, in our days, in your day. And you just have to come on in into Christ Jesus. Come on in and be, be become become part of Him. And then you also have this authority and this dominion to exercise, to control, to, do, to dominate the earth, to control things. Somebody told me, well, if you are stopping the rain over here and somebody else is trying to cause the rain, wants the rain, how will that how will God handle that? Say, God has no problem with that. A rain can be falling in your section and the rain might not be falling in the other section. You have seen that in the life. A cloud can bring rain to this section of the town and another and the cloud will not bring rain to the other section of the town. And it will satisfy both if they are both praying. And the prayer seems to be opposing one another. God knows how to handle that. See, because this is a big place. This is a very big place. Just think of a, a, a big city like uh, Phoenix, Arizona. When we are on the north side, if you, if you want rain, God can make rain to fall on the north side alone. And if you are, if you are on the south side, and there will be no rain on the south side. That is how God can make things happen. If you, that is what you want. And the same thing with snow. The same thing with hurricane. Let me give you another testimony. In uh, December 2016, 2000 and, yeah, December 2016, we had to travel from... Uh, desert of Arizona and we went to to uh, Baltimore, Maryland and because it was a Christmas season we had to be there during Christmas I noticed that the, just a week before we traveled there have been some highs on the road that causes serious accident on the freeway that was in the news and I knew that when we were going there we had, we had to travel from some, from, from some two hours drive in different directions so I just pray before I let go. I want when I will be there for those two, three weeks, there should be no no ice on the road and there shall be no snow on the ground because I need to travel from Baltimore to to Virginia, from Maryland to Virginia, I need to travel for at least three hour drive on the freeway. So I made that decree and when I got to the place I told the guys I'm go I've called that there will be no snow. And there will be no snow. And to the glory of God, there was no snow. For those two weeks, we were able to go to where we were going back and forth. And the last day, when we were about to begin to come back to Arizona, then the, gra the, the road began to get white again, a little drips of snow. I said, well, we, are not, we, are not left, we have not left this place yet until we leave this place, there should be no snow. And to the roads, the roads that are dark will now begin to get white particles of white snow coming on the road and then when we left the, road, the, rain, the, the snow can do whatever you like to do God honors faith 
God honors faith because it's faith that we are using to decree these things. God honors faith. And when you can decree it and you are obedient to his word, then he will honor that faith. Because he is the Lord of the heavens, he is the Lord that sends rain, he is the Lord that sends the snow, and he knows how to control it. So that is one of the testimonies that we have that says God has given us dominion over all the earth. Gospel of John chapter 14 verse 27. Let me read that again. Just to point out to the fact that we, we saints of God, are to live this victorious Christian life, having authority over all things. Here is part of the rest of God. I say, well, this rest of God is healthy state of our being. Christ said, Peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So now the peace that we talk about, we mentioned in the last broadcast, that he said, Christ said there will be rivers of living water flowing through in our, in, from our belly. And these rivers of living water is the Holy Ghost flowing, all the attributes of the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, you know, manifesting all those attributes. The fruit of the Spirit, what the Bible calls it in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, say the fruit of the Spirit is love. And love has all those attributes called joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, faith. And all those fruit of the Spirit are the rivers that Christ was referring to of living water that will be flowing in us to bless other people. Joy and peace. And he also says in this John chapter 14 that we are just read verse 27 that peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you. That's the rivers of peace. And what does that really mean when you say you have peace? When you have peace in your heart, no matter what the calamity is in the land, no matter what is going on even around you, there will be a peace in your heart that makes you to not be over, over much worried because you know God is in control. That peace of mind is what every human being needs first and foremost. To control your own state of mind, to control your peace, to control your emotions. Because the doctor will tell us that many times stress, which is related to anxiety, is one of the major things that causes diseases and sicknesses but when you have the peace of Christ in you that controls the stress and then there will be no problem you have no problem with diseases and sicknesses why? because Christ has given you the peace say my peace I give unto you my peace I live with you and also in Mark chapter 16 talking about the promises of God to us and that is what this is what we are talking about the promises of God that He gave to us as believers is what we should also use to have that victorious living when we have the victorious living we have control over elements we have control over sickness and diseases we have control over things around about us and here is Mark chapter 16 when God gave the command to the disciples to go and teach all nations and He said in verse 16 of it Mark 16 verse 16 He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, see exactly all these things that the Lord Jesus has given to us as benefits of being a believer. 
these are the things that we use to control the earth these are the things that we use to have dominion over all the earth he started by saying my name they shall cast out devils because devils can do all those wicked things on earth devils causes all those havoc on the land but when we have authority to cast them out we have the authority to cast them when we cast them out then we are controlling the the earth we are having dominion over all things say in my name shall they cast out devils because we have that authority to cast out the devils we are having dominion over all the earth and when we are having dominion over the earth we are in that rest of god and he also gave us he said they shall they shall take up serpents well even they think of serpents why 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 the word serpents serpents they are deadly things that can injure that can kill that can destroy that can cause havoc to mankind yeah, even the physical serpents can can kill and um, women are afraid of serpents and then the spiritual serpents which are demons and evil spirits are also classified as serpents they say they shall take up serpents which are not hurt us in the purpose that means no matter this daily thing that could have affected any human being, he says it shall not hurt us. Why? Because God is saying we have authority over those things. They will not be able to hurt if we are walking the Lord Jesus Christ and we are in Him. And He said they shall take, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. See, the Lord has a reason for giving this liberty and this benefits of free benefits to we believers. He said, and if they drink any deadly thing, He said, if does not say we should go about looking for deadly things to drink. He said, if in case somebody wanted to poison a preacher or a believer, he said, just bless the food and eat. Don't be afraid that somebody wants to kill you. Salam person wants to kill you. Believe the word of God. And because we believe the word of God, we can live a victorious Christian lifestyle, walking with Christ, believing his word that his word is forever set in heaven. And we are just believing what he said, the authority he gave to us, just like he said, subdue the earth. When we command that snow should not fall, how do we know it's, not, it's going to obey us? Because we believe His word says we should subdue the earth and have dominion over it. He will make it happen. And the same thing is what the Lord Jesus Christ said when He was on. I said, It is my Father that is in me that can do all these works. The miracles that we saw in the Lord Jesus Christ, He said, It is the Father in Him that is doing the miracles. So, the same way, when we believe His word that He has given this authority to us, we are just to take our stand and take dominion over all the elements over all the demons and spirits that save you cast out they should obey us elements will obey us because god our father is the one that is controlling all these things and he will make them obey because we are his and he has given us this authority but we have to know our authority and exercise it and this exhortation is to make us to know that we have this authority and we are to live that victorious life in christ jesus exercising this authority and he also said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That is, we should be, every believer shall lay hands on the sick. You go ahead and take that, take God for his word and lay hand upon the sick about you. Even if your own body is sick, lay hand upon yourself and command that in the, according to this word of God, your body shall recover and so shall it be. It shall recover because the word, says, the word of God says, I shall lay my hands upon the sick and the sick shall recover. Amen. And you can do that even from a distance by faith. You can do it from a distance by faith. You can lay a hand upon somebody by faith from a distance. And that is how we exercise that dominion that God said we have dominion over all things. Everything is fulfilled in Christ Jesus and the rest that we are talking about, the rest that God has called us unto is appropriated as 
as we begin to exercise this domain of our years, we have this rest in our body, rest in our mind, rest in our life, rest around about us, peace of mind that we desire, He has already given to us. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, for Christ, Matthew chapter 11, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my body needs light. I don't see why anybody will, will not like to come and have that rest of Christ, because that is exactly what he has created man to, to be. Now I'm going to go now into the into the how to enter this rest. Let me just talk a little bit about how to enter this rest. Because I've talked about this physical rest, the state of good health, this healthy state of being, is the stress that we can enter into right now and begin to have dominion over all things. And how do we enter into it? Let's look at examples of people that were able to enter into the rest of God, even in their own time. And let's see what did they do to enter into that rest. I will take from example of Caleb, Numbers chapter 13. In the book of Numbers chapter 13, we see the story of Caleb here. Because the rest that we are talking about, which is spiritual in our own case, in their own case, in the days of Joshua and Caleb and Moses, it was physical rest they are talking about. But you see, the same principle of is, uh, is applicable. If you want to enter the physical rest of, uh, of Canaan, the same principle, because it's God that's giving them the rest. God said, I'll give you this land. Then you walk with God the same way you walk with Him, whether you are trying to get something physically or you are trying to get, get something spiritually, the same principle applies. Take, for example, if you are trying to get your needs met financially and you are praying to God, you need to exercise faith. If you are trying to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit or some of these gifts of the Holy Ghost that the Bible says we can receive, you still have to exercise faith. The same principle. You apply your principle, your faith in one direction or in this direction. So the same way, let's look at the stories of, of these men that entered the promised land and what did they do differently compared to those that did not enter the promised land. So how to enter the rest is what I want to talk about in the next few minutes. And Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Here is Caleb. The Bible said about Caleb when the, the story was that Moses sent 12 spies to go and look at the land and bring back report. Caleb and Joshua and 10 other from different tribes. But the Bible said in this book of Numbers, the other train, 10 people that went, they brought evil report. But Joshua and Caleb brought good report about the land they were not following their eyesight or what they think they are for they are doing they are following the faith of the lord god let's go to number chapter 13 verse 30. here joshua caleb said and caleb steal the people before moses after the people have come and said the amalekites dwell in the land of the south the Hittites and the in the and the jebusites and the amorites dwell in the mountain and the canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of jordan and now these people are going to try to say these people are the the enemies are so strong and caleb steal the people before moses and said let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it now that was confidence in the lord is god so how do we enter into that rest 
we must believe what God has promised he is able to fulfill. So write that one down. We must believe that what God has promised he is able to fulfill. He is willing to fulfill. Because when we say able, ability, and nobody, many people don't doubt the ability of God. They know God can do all things. What they doubt is the willingness of God. And we are to believe that he is, if he has said it in the scripture, he is willing to do it. I say, well, why am I not receiving it? We are to put ourselves in it and keep and, and believe his word that he is willing and he will give it. But when we begin to doubt, maybe he will not, then that is, that is called doubt. So we must believe that he is willing to give it. And we go to see example of that as how Caleb spoke in this, to these people. Because he said, we are well able to overcome it. That's the first thing I want to say. He spoke for God. So he, he quieted the unbelievers and tried to speak for God. We see the same thing in Numbers chapter 14. Because he turned rowdy after the rest of the people who said they, can, they are not able. Numbers chapter 14, in verse 6 and 9, when Joshua and Caleb saw that the rest of the ten people that went with them are trying to make the the old conclusion to be afraid and, and sad and, and crying. Joshua, in verse 6 of Numbers chapter 14, said, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, Now listen to what they are saying. The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, and which we know he did, then he will bring us into this land. You see, now remember that he said, God will bring us into this land. See, the rest of the people are, they are forgetting it was God that even brought them out of Egypt in the first place. Don't forget all of his benefits. It's one of the things we must write down. I'm saying, how do we enter into Israel to this race? The first one is to, to have confidence in your Lord, in the Lord our God, confidence in what he says. Is that he is willing, not just he is able, he is willing to do it. The second thing we are seeing in the story of Joshua and Caleb is that they are saying God will bring us into this land. That is, don't forget all his benefits. Why did I say all his benefits? The other Hebrews, they forgot that it was actually God that brought them out of Egypt. They have no strength against Egypt. They had no military strength against Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Because they were just slaves. It was God that brought them out of Egypt by supernatural power. But they forgot that part. And they were thinking of they are going to go into this land through their own physical strength. Or maybe because God allowed them to fight some Amalekites. And say, okay, you guys gather your army and fight the Amalekites. And they thought, oh yeah, we, we, were, we defeated the American, American Amalekites, but they almost killed us. That was how they thought. But it is still God that made them to even defeat the Americans. Not that they have no strength. Because you can go back and read the story. And the Americans stood against, against them in the wilderness. Moses was on the mountain lifting up his hands. The Bible said when he, when he lifted up his hands, the, Egypt, the Israelites were winning. When his hands were weary and he dropped his hands and lowered his hands, the Americans were winning. So, which means it was actually supernatural power of God that made the Israelites won the battle. You see, many times people are forgetting what God has done. Because it looks like God is using the, 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 
the help through man's hand. Many times God will send you help through man rather than through supernatural way. Don't but don't recognize still recognize that it is God that sends the help. Suppose you are looking for a job and you have been praying, but you went to a place and you went for the interview and it looked like you did well in that interview and that's why they hire you. Don't ever think it was because you did well in that interview that makes them hire you. But it's fairly you there are many more people that went for that interview. Attribute it to the fact that God gave you favor with those interviewers. God gave you favor because God works sometimes under the background like that using men to favor you. But when you acknowledge that and you recognize that, then that is when you will be like Joshua and Caleb, not forgetting the benefits of God. These people that said, uh, well, they couldn't go to the land because they thought these people are stronger than them, they forgot that they didn't get out of Egypt by their own strength. And that is different between Caleb, Joshua and these other guys. Listen to what they said again in verse 8 of Numbers chapter 14. If the Lord delight in us, then he as the Lord, we bring us into this land and give it us. What did I say? It is God that gave them the land, not their own strength. And we must never forget that. And these people that were thinking they cannot conquer this place, they forgot that it was actually God that brought them out of Egypt in the first place. And it was God that promised He would give this land to them. And that is what we are saying. Say, if we bring it, if we bring us into this land and give it to us, that is very important. That is, speak for God. Recognize that God is willing to do what He says He will do and speak for Him. That is, confess what He said He will do. Verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, another thing that I want to say. How do they enter this promised land? I pointed to the fact that we must believe in His word, believe His willingness to give, to fulfill His word. No matter what you are going through, believe He is willing and then call upon Him and He will answer you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 also said, What how they enter the how to enter this rest is that faith we must have faith because in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 he said without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so we must have faith because faith pleases God how to enter into the rest you must have faith you must speak for God and you must believe he is able and willing to fulfill his word. Hebrews chapter 12 also, verse 1. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, here he said, Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. In short, he said, lay aside every weight. How are we going to enter the rest? By putting off all sin and weight of sin that is hindering us. So that's another way. You believe in His word. You confess His willingness to, to give it, to fulfill His word. You speak for God and you have faith in God. And then you lay aside every weight that is sin that is easily besetting us or besetting you. Again in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 and 15 says we are to follow peace. Verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And we are to follow peace and holiness. Without that, no man shall see the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1 also, he said, let brotherly love continue. That is, these are all the things we must 
exercise in our life to enter the rest. The rest I'm talking about is the, the, the healthy state of being. We, are, we have dominion over all things and we have the victorious living that you are talking about. It is that rest I'm talking about here. And you have to apply and, apply and use all these attributes of faith, attributes of love. Brotherly love continue. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels on their ways. And also humility. The Bible commands we must walk in humility before the Lord our God. First Corinthians 13 is a summary of what I'm talking about when it comes to how to enter into this rest. Because we must exercise the fruit of the Spirit that is called love. We must practice it. In First Corinthians 13, we will see how Apostle Paul described what love is and what love is not. And as we exercise the fruit of the spirit of call, that is called love, that is how we are going to enter into that rest. Because God is love himself. The Bible says God himself is love. From verse 4, it's what I'm going to say. He said, love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunted not itself. It's not puffed up as the humility. Love does not behave itself unseemly. That is, it's not easily provoked also. Seeketh not our own. It's not easily provoked. And thinketh no evil. Love rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Love beareth all things. Love believeth all things. Love hopeth all things. Love endureth all things. Love never faileth. Love never faileth. When we, the way we are going to enter into that rest of God is to exercise love. Attributes of love must be working in our life so that our needs will be met, our provisions will be granted, our decrees will be done for us because he said if you shall decree a thing. Remember in Mark, in Mark chapter 11, because I was just talking about love, the Lord reminded me of Mark chapter 11, he said, if you shall say unto this mountain, which is how we have dominion over, the, over all things, not so. He said, say unto this mountain, be thou removed without coming to the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say shall come to pass, you shall laugh whatsoever you Say it that's dominion also, and in verse 34 of that, he said, Therefore, I say unto you, What things soever you desire, now that's like prayer. When ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. So, when we are praying and receiving our answers, then we are having dominion also. also. But the first, the third one is when ye stand praying, forgive, which is the love. So, that's why he said, I should run this thing with love. When you stand to pray, forgive if you have hurt against any. So that your father also can forgive your trespasses. So you can see the rest of God that we want to enter into. We must enter into it practicing the fruit of love. And love is what God says forgiving one another is part of love. So let's just ask the Lord. Father, we thank you Lord for this exhortation. Pray that you will bless all the people that are hearing. That they will understand this. And to enter into that rest of God, we must exercise the fruit of love. Forgiving one another. Walking in unity of the brethren. Desiring to, uh, to, to encourage the unity of the saints because God, the Lord Jesus Christ, prayed for unity before He went to the cross. He prayed that we may be one, and that is part of why we must want to forgive and, and walk in love and forgive one another. Father, we pray, Lord, that you help us to walk in love and walk in forgiveness 
so that we can walk in unity of the faith, unity of the brethren, and loving the unity of the brotherhood of saints in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Write to us, we shall send some more exhortation. God spare distribution.